So behind the scenes, and I, I know we've went over some of this before in Daniel, but it's just been on my heart, and I'll keep doing it until it gets off my heart, you know? It's the only thing you can do, y'all. You just keep doing something until it gets off of you, you know? A lot of times, you know, we see Paul and them continue to teach and talk about sometimes the same thing because it just needs to be talked about until we get it, you know? Um, sometimes even in the natural, schools continue to teach a curriculum until they believe that you get it. So I believe the Holy Spirit is sometimes the same. He says we need to keep going over some things till we get it, till we get that understanding of what we are dealing with. So uh, if you're in uh, Daniel chapter 10 and looking at verse 10, uh, Daniel um, has a vision. Daniel is, um, he is in Persia right now. We know from just reading and studying some of the stories of his life, but he is in Persia. We know the children of Israel have been uh, captured, taken away, um, and now they're serving somebody else because of their sins. And the Lord is, uh, Daniel is concerned about um, his brothers and sisters, you know. He's concerned about them, and he continues to pray for them. The whole chapter of Daniel is the burden that he has uh, that the Lord has placed upon him for his brothers and sisters. He ain't praying about nothing else. He ain't thinking about nothing else. He is thinking about Israel, all right? So sometimes when the Lord puts a burden on your life or something in your heart, you pray until it comes off of your heart. It may take years. It may take a week. It may take a day. But we pray until something happens, amen? I know people will tell you that if you keep on praying about it, you don't have no faith. That is not scripture. All right. Uh, so it says here in verse 10, it says, behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees, upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground and I became dumb. Amen. So Daniel um, is just trying to show us some things that are going on behind the scenes. Like the beginning of verse 10, he talks about how he was uh, serving Cyrus the king in Persia. And a lot of times we know because Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. All right. So even though Daniel is telling us that in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, he's showing you the physical person that is over that realm, which is Cyrus. All right. And a lot of times we look on our job or we look in our community or we look at our present at this physical person. But the Bible is telling us, just like Paul is telling us in Ephesians chapter six, that that's not what we're wrestling with. Amen. We have to go over this and over again in our mind because we quick to throw hands. You know what I'm saying? 
And, uh, but that's not what we are fighting against. We are fighting against, and as he talks to us about here, he says, Gabriel had came to him. He talks about the moment that he began to even set his heart to pray. That means that you walk in your house, you set your stuff down, you had a long day, you're sitting there, and that burden or that thing that is on you is on your mind and you're sitting there and you get up because you say to yourself, I'm going in my room and I'm going to close my door and I'm going to pray about this matter because it's just overwhelming to me. It's, it, you can't, it could be a loved one, it could be anything, an illness, it could be anything, but you're sitting there and your wheels of your mind are turning and, and they're just spinning in place. And the worry is trying to set in. The grief is trying to set in. The reality of what is going on is trying to set in. And sometimes it begins to immobilize us. And sometimes when we're young in the Lord, we really just sit there and just let that thing work our mind. But that's not what God's word says. Amen? Amen. But Daniel started to, he knew to pray. And I think it's not something that you learn to do immediately. I think after a while through studying scripture that you understand to cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you. All right. Do you understand that? That's our job is that he says, why do you worry? Remember, we walked through that. Why are you worried? Walk through that in Sunday school when the grass doesn't worry and the birds don't worry. The trees don't worry. Nothing that God has created worries. The only thing that's worrying is us, mankind. We begin to worry and we begin to stress and we become overwhelmed with our situation. Well, Daniel was overwhelmed with the condition of what his people have been living in. They have been captured, taken away from their land, and now they're living in another place. And God is going to show him something that he just wasn't thinking about. And Gabriel tells him, he says, oh, Daniel, greatly beloved. That's what the Lord thinks about you. You're his child. You gave your life to him. You're stressed out. You're overcome. You're overwhelmed. And if he could speak to you, like, here's Gabriel coming to Daniel and saying, Daniel, God loves you. He loves you so much. Understand the words that I speak unto you and stand upright. For unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. From the first day that you set your heart to understand. That's the beginning of prayer. When you say, Lord, what is this nonsense? And we've got to take it to the Lord in prayer. You hear me? I, the older I get, the more I just take it to the Lord in prayer. If you hang around me, you know me. I'm going to say, but we've got to take it to the Lord in prayer. There's no more talking about it. A lot of people out there talking about it. A lot of people will tell you, oh, I'm going to pray for you, girl. <laughs> they ain't thinking about you. As soon as they leave your presence, they ain't thinking about you no more. But not us. Those that, us, that are mature in the Lord. When we tell somebody what we're going to do, that's what we do. We ain't like the Gentiles out there. Just, they say the things out their mouth that sounds good and it, it benefits you for the moment, but as soon as you leave their sight, everything they told you about leaves their sight. That's not who we are. We write things down and we begin to pray for people and we begin to call out for people. Do you understand that? When you set his heart to, to understand 
And that's where we're at this morning. We have come together as a group to understand God. What is going What I need to understand what is happening. And then to chasten thyself. To set thyself apart. He, the Bible always answers itself. You want to know what he did? He said in verse 3, he said verse 2, he said, In those days I, Daniel, I was mourning three weeks. Nothing was going on with Daniel. Daniel was living his life, doing his assignment, going to work and doing all those things. But in his heart, his heart was broken and it was mourning because the rest of his people that were captured in the conditions that they were living in. And that's the way that we should be. We're with Christ. But when we turn around and look at our children, we look at our neighbors, the people that God brings into our little world and we see how broken they are and how they are just lost. And uh, somebody get that little baby before she get up here. <laughs> Keep on throwing something. Hear me? <laughs> she a mess. <laughs> but uh, my little grandson like that. He keeps, he's in that phase of saying no. <laughs> and he tried to do that no stuff with me. And I said, you say no one more time. And he was sitting there trying to get his little lips to say no. I said, go ahead. Go ahead and say no. And he was like, I said, no, nah, go ahead and say no. You've been saying no all morning. Go ahead and say no. <laughs> he never said no. He was like, you're going to do it, ain't you, Grandpa? I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to give you that smoke because that's what you need. You know that? We're going to have a battle here today. Two-year-old against a 50-year-old. We're going we gonna to see who wins. And it ain't going to be the two-year-old. You understand what I'm saying? Two-year-olds ain't going to win that battle. you just two. You've only been on this earth two. I got some skills built up. I got 48 years of fighting, losing, winning, <laughs> cutting, scratching. You know what I'm saying? You better go ahead with that word. No, you better find a yes. <laughs> better get them little lips and get that yes out your mouth. You hear me? Yes. <laughs> but I wish you. I wish you would, Gio. I wish you would play around up here in the front if you want to. You can hide in the back. Can't hide up here. <laughs> Gio set that phone down quick. He was like. Oh, my goodness, boy. I, I get a kick out of the kids. They are hilarious. Um, but let's see here. But it says in here, the Bible, the Daniel is going to answer us when he talks about how he chastened himself. And we have to know. Do you hear me? There's going to come a time, just like in Sunday school taught us, that there's going to come a time when death is coming for us. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's something how the human body knows there's a reality coming, but yet somehow psychologically it teaches us to live in the moment. <laughs> That's deep right there. When you know the inevitable is coming, but yet somehow it tricks us into living in the moment. That's science in itself right there. Science can't explain that. Each and every one of us in this room shall travel the same road whether we want to or not. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. Everybody that is born will travel the same road. Like David told Solomon, I go the way of the world, son. I can't change it. Like Earth, Wind, and Fire is saying, that's the way you know, of the world. God, let me stop. They might come in here. You never know. Earth, Wind, and Fire might be staying in the hotel room. The next thing you know, they in here singing. And we got to stop having church because some of y'all have your hands in the air like you just don't care. <laughs> 
But he was talking about how he chastened himself. He's given us some insight. This is a brother or a sister that has had an opportunity that you and I dream about. But he, he says it's for everybody. It's for everybody. Everybody can have this reality. He says, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning. And I pray that God puts us in a place to where we, we can't stop praying for our loved ones. We can't stop praying for the people on our prayer list. We can't stop praying because something has happened to us. The Bible says to what? Bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. And we haven't reached that place yet to where we are burdened down or we just can't seem like people say, what's wrong with you? <sighs> this woman got her kids taken away and it's just bothering me. We ain't at that place yet. <laughs> we, we ain't at that place yet. Verse 3 says, I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. After the third, when Daniel came and answered my prayer, I moved on. Remember, if you're on the prayer line, I say, Lord, help me to cross this off the list. When you get a prayer, listen, when you get, when God has you in prayer, and I know I'm pushing you on prayer, but prayer changes things. We all sometimes look at our family and just shake our heads like, Lord, what is this? Well, Daniel's shaking his head saying, Lord, what is this? Get me to understand. Show me what's going on. Help me to pray this thing because I know, Lord God, that it's your will that every man, woman, boy, girl be saved. That's why we read the scriptures so that we'll be transformed by the renewing of our minds so we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And sometimes in our heart, we want to give up on people. But God said, that's not my will. And Daniel begins to pray God's will, and three weeks went by. Now, this is what Daniel reveals to us. He said, uh, when you set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I came for your words. Yes, Corinthians, when you're praying, the angel said, I came because of what came out your mouth. I came for your words. God answers prayer. He told Daniel, I came for you. He set himself apart and he stopped eating. He stopped all, you know how we got the little snacks by our bedside? And cut that stuff out your life. It ain't doing nothing for you. It is detaining you. It's, it's, it's making us lazy. It is changing the look of our body into something that we don't even like. And we're still eating it. Do you hear what I'm saying? But Daniel said, if you want to get into the presence of God, you have to change your disposition. You can't keep watching television. You can't keep eating Orioles, Mark, and talking about you mourning over something. People that are mourning, when your heart has been broken, people try to get you to eat. Do you hear me? Your friends try to get you. Come on, man, let's go out. I don't want to go out. People are trying to shake you. They're trying to talk. When you are mourning, other people are trying to influence you to do. You don't want to do nothing. Daniel just wanted to stay in God's presence. Just like David when the baby, you know what I'm saying, was dying. He had an understanding of who God is and how compassionate God is. And he didn't eat. He didn't do nothing. He just stayed on his face. Gabriel had to come here and get Daniel up off his face. 
This is just a vision that he's having. This is a vision that he's having. He said, I'm telling you about a vision that I had. He said, I saw the vision, but the brothers that were with me, they thought it was an earthquake and they ran. He said, I didn't see them the rest of the day. The brothers was gone. You know, you know, black folks run. <laughs> I know you might think this is some other people, but we hear, we get ghosts, we get ghosts. That means you're like, man, where everybody at? When you come to yourself, everybody gone. They supposed to, people that's supposed to be with you gone. When you get back to the temple, you're like, hey, where y'all at, man? Damn, you was on your own pimping. He was like, well, I didn't hear it. I didn't even, I didn't even, I was, I saw something else. They said, nah, man, it was like a nuclear bomb went off. Maybe Gabriel stepped down on earth. Boom, 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 boom. They said, I'm out. And they ran. But Gabriel right here is telling him, verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me those three weeks when you were praying. It says 21 days. 21 days is what to us? Three weeks. Seven weeks and what? You know, seven days in a week. Three times seven is what? 21, right? The prince over the kingdom of Persia. Not Cyrus. Cyrus is just a human being there. Cyrus is just a man who, according to the word of God, is being influenced by a demon. So Paul is telling us that you're not wrestling with Cyrus the king. You're wrestling with principalities. He first says principalities. Okay? That's what you're dealing with. That's, there's a principality over our area. That's what we're dealing with. The principality went to Jerusalem and captured Jerusalem and brought them back underneath his thumb. And now he has them captured. The principality went and got our children. Do you hear me? And snatched our children up. And now he has them captive in his principality. And Daniel is praying about the children's release. But we know the father, because of Israel's sins, ordained it to be so. He said, because you are just so trifling that I'm going to send you over here. And the prince of Persia, this principality that rules over Persia is now the one that was battling Daniel and trying, not Daniel, but I'm sorry, but Gabriel and trying to Get on your nerves and my nerves. That's why the scripture says that men, women should always pray and not what faint or give up because Daniel is showing us what is going on behind the scenes that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but with spiritual wickedness. Let's go to Ephesians chapter two. Yeah, we can go to one. Ephesians chapter 2, just a little bit. Now, we know Ephesians chapter 6, and we may jump over there just for a second. But Ephesians chapter 2, Paul is continuing to teach us about principality. It's introduced, okay? It's introduced here. It's actually introduced in Exodus because we see Pharaoh was ruling. Remember that? And Moses and them, the Lord said, go Moses and Aaron and go tell 
that dude to let my people go. But was he really talking to Pharaoh? Are we really talking to Cyrus the king? Or are we talking to this principality, this demon that is over Persia? Because that's where the fight was. Daniel never saw a fight. You and I don't see a fight. We can't see. If we could see into the heavenlies and we could see Gabriel and the pinch of Persia throwing blows and fighting, you know, like remember the old Saturday morning uh, kung fu flicks they used to come on? Remember how we used to watch the people fighting? They, they going at it and the words be all jacked up and you be there eating popcorn in the morning and just watching the Saturday, you know, uh, Chinese connection or the fist of fury. Brothers is fighting. You hear me? And, but we can't see it. Because we live in this realm right here. So chapter 2 says, and you, us, has he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were dead in our sins, y'all. Dead in our trespasses. But God has brought us out. We're in time past. You walked according to the course of this world. Yes, we did. We were just like everybody else we're praying for. We're just like King Cyrus. You think the king up there, you think Biden or Trump or somebody, man, it ain't them. They are walking according to uh, the prince of the power of the air, it says here. The spirit that now worketh in the children of of disobedience. First three says, among whom also we all had our conversation. We all were there. Yes, we do. Come on now. You remember those days? Those war stories we tell and laugh and cut up about. That's where we were at. In times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others but God. Talking to us, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved. Just like Daniel. Daniel, much beloved. You and I, much beloved. He's showing us what's going on behind the scenes. He he's telling us who used to run our life. And if you don't know Jesus and you out here cutting up and living and, and sneaking and, and dipping and cussing and doing all the stuff you're doing. This prince. This principality, this demon that runs this area is working through the children of what? Disobedience. Read it again. We're in time past. You walked according to the course of this world. Don't be a follower, your parents tell you. Don't be a follower. Monkey see, monkey do. If they tell you to jump off the bridge, will you go do it? You have no choice. You want to know why? Because you ain't saved. You haven't been brought out by the blood of God. You don't even give two cents about him. You're more concerned about what the devil got to say. No, I'm sorry. Let's, let's do it in the real. You're so worried about what your friends got to say. Yes, you are. You're so worried about what people think about you. You walked according to the passions and the lust of this world. You were controlled by it. Devil tell you to steal, you steal. Tell, devil tell you to cuss, you cuss. Devil tell you to throw hands, you throw hands. Cuss your parents out, cuss your parents. Devil tell you to do something, you a slave. You ain't free. You ain't free to do nothing. You ain't free to do nothing but to be on his little leash. And when he tell you, get over here, you get over there. Sit down, you sit down. 
God walk up, you look at God, don't even recognize God. Don't even recognize your creator. But let the devil come walking by you like, hey, that's my master. That's what Repo said when she see me. I say the boys are riding bikes and I come down. Repo see me turn on the street. As soon as she turned on the street, she over there asleep. She hear that engine. She put her little head up and look. And she started looking at the people in the yard. She said, my master's home. And she started running kids up out the yard. I'm like, Repo, Repo. She's like, uh-uh. I've been going for legs and everything. The kids is like, what on earth is going? They've been riding bikes the whole time. But when Repo saw her daddy come down the street, I didn't even get out the truck. I just turned on the block. I'm creeping down. Look, got my little music on, trying to get my little last bit of praise in before I see these little grandsons of mine. <laughs> Y'all know how it is when you get to the house, the grandsons like, pop up. like, oh, hey, hey, man, what's going on? Pop up, come on, we riding, you know? Trying to get my last little bit of worship and praise in before I see him. Repo was tearing the yard up. I said, we had to get the car. I said, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to attack people for you. <laughs> These are little kids, Reap. It don't matter, Daddy. You know, I'm about that life. That's what she said. I'm a, that's what the angels are like. The angels are like, hey, God, we protect you day and night. We don't even sleep. We got eyes all around us, Daddy. You put them eyes on us for a reason. It may look like them angels are sleeping, but let the presence of God seem like it's under attack. Do you hear what I'm saying? Let something, let, let something seem like under, I tell you right now, the little angels start flying, and they fly quick. But we're looking here at the prince. He says, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. When you look out there, you see the air, don't you? You look outside, it looks so pretty, don't you? You look outside, you say, hey, hey man, it's blue out there, baby. Ain't no signs of rain. It looked pretty. But Gabriel's like, yo, man, they allowed me to see what was really going on. And there's different, there's principalities. He's the head one right there. He's, the, he's a prince over a territory. They call him a principality. And then there's powers. Yeah, he starts to break down. You're just like, our, we got four-star generals, two-star generals, colonels, lieutenants, commanders. That little, that little thing that's going down, it says that that's how they control us. That's how they get you to do what you do. They call some of the low-ranking ones familiar spirits. They just hang around you all day long, and you're not even thinking about doing nothing wrong, and they just say, hey, go do something wrong. Come on now, you know, you know just go do something wrong, whatever it is. Go do something wrong. And you ask yourself when it's over, like, why am I even doing that? Because the Bible is revealing to you what is going on in your life, okay? It says it works in the children of disobedience obedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in the past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, this is what happens when you get saved. This is what happens when the spirit of God, not only getting saved, when you start asking your heavenly father for the Holy Spirit, Lord, in times past, I was filled with a different spirit. But now that I have accepted you as Lord and Savior of my life, I am asking you to fill me with your spirit. And when the spirit of God comes into your life, the spirit of God now says, hey, son, hey, daughter. And he begins to write the commandments on your heart. He starts to he says, you will have no other God. 
but our father. So they start to, Jesus teaches them, he says, our father. You have a different daddy now. You're not, I know you have an earthly daddy, but now there's a different daddy that you have. And if you honor your father and mother down here, then you need to honor your heavenly father up here. And we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And we begin to eat the scripture. We begin to call upon his name. We begin to we begin to change from the inside out. Holy Spirit, change us from the inside out. Do you hear me? For God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, it was like we were dead to him. Or maybe we felt like he was dead to us. We didn't even really, we didn't even acknowledge him in our ways. Has quickened us together with Christ by grace. Ye are saved. Amen. Amen. So when you get saved and now when you and I have crossed over. The Bible teaches us that prayer, praise, thanksgiving, worship. That's our weapons now. You hear me? That's it's in him. We live and move and have our being. When we look at chapter one of Ephesians, Paul begins to talk to us now. What has changed? It says here. It says um, in verse 16, Paul talks to the Ephesian church and he's kind of like our prayer group. He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He says, I cease not every time he prays. He makes mention of the Ephesian church that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of what? Wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, remember now, you are controlled by somebody else. Persia is controlled by this principality called the Prince of Persia. Now, Gabriel and Michael don't live in the realm of the Prince of Persia. Do you hear me? They were coming from glory down to earth. Let's keep on reading. Verse 18 says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness. This is it right here. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who what believe who have we were once dead, but now we what believe according to the working of his mighty power. What, which he wrought in Christ, which he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the what? The heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That's 
who we serve now. That's who we have to do with now. That's who we are married to. That's who's the head of the church. Do you hear me? We may have, you may see me standing up here, but I'm not the head of the church. Ain't nothing wrong with Jesus. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He's alive and well. The father said, I, you know, I'm not even going to have you stay here on earth. I'm taking you up here. Because the principality is sitting in the air. And he's above the earth, looking down on the earth. And he has an advantage point and he's controlling things like, you know, you ever see the puppet master? And he's got his strings working. He's got all his little demons working. And yes, he has you and I on his mind. Everybody he has on his mind. And he wants to control you and I through the lust of our flesh, through the lust of our eyes. And he tries to work his plan out through us. But once you are saved and you're calling on the Lord's name and you're saying, Lord, I need your spirit. I can do all things, Lord Father, if you give me your spirit and strengthen me so I can hear you, so I can call on you, so I can pray effectively. And when he does that, remember when he talked to the children of Israel, when he talked to his disciples, Jesus said, he said, behold, I give you what? Power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the enemy. This is what Paul is talking about. He wants our eyes, the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. But God took him and raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. What did Paul also talk to us about? about the kingdom or the heavenly places. He said, there was three heavens I saw. Y'all remember him saying that? He said, three heavens. The first heaven is what here? He calls it the air, right? Now we got planes, now we fly in the air too. <laughs> All right? But Paul said, hey man, they run this thing called the air because if you remember the scripture, Jesus said, behold, I saw Satan fall to the earth like lightning. He got kicked out of heaven, came down like, you ever see lightning when it just strikes the ground? It comes down so fast. It's in a split second. He said, that's how Satan fell from glory. Just bam, hit the earth. Can't leave earth. Ain't going nowhere. God said, you sit your butt there. He told Jesus, you sit up here and you, you stay your butt right there because I ain't done with you yet. That's what he's telling. This is a battle going on that you and I can't see, but our brothers and sisters by the Spirit of God is trying to tell us what's going on. Jesus has been lifted up high, far above all principalities and powers and the rulers in the darkness of this world. Can't touch this like M.C. Hammer said. You can't touch this. You touch them. He, he, I let you touch them. God said it, it, it pleased him to be bruised. You ever read that? It pleased him to be beat all night long. It pleased him when they pierced him in the side. It pleased him, you know what I'm saying, to die for you and I. But then he got up, and when he got up, God took and put him above all principalities and powers and over the rulers of the darkness of this world. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And the Lord says, I've seated y'all together in what? Heavenly places. Do you know that? We got to stop reducing ourselves down. Because we don't, we, we, don't, we don't live by the, 
what the Prince of Persia talks about. Daniel was not living in the aspect of how the normal people lived under the rule of Cyrus the king or the principalities. Remember, they threatened Daniel's life. Remember that? They, they threatened Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego with the fiery furnace, but it couldn't touch them. And the man said, I know we threw three in, but I keep seeing the fourth. And he said, the son of man, the same way Jesus said, I'm the son of man, and I call you men of God because of the covenant that's been cut. We've exchanged last names, okay? I'll call myself man, you call yourself God. It's an exchange in the covenant. Hear that. Let that sink into your mind. But he says, I see a fourth in there. Daniel, they set him up. The rules that apply to earth do not apply to you and I. They don't apply to us no more. I know in your heart, your heart's broken, Daniel, but I'm telling you right now, Daniel, you are much beloved. The rules down here do not apply to you because the just live their life by faith. If you live down here, you live your life according to what you see. The six senses they teach you in high school. Don't they teach you that? What you hear, what you see, what you taste, what you feel, huh? It teaches you about your six senses. Then they want to teach you about your third eye. All we see is Jesus. And he tells us, I need y'all to come up here just a little bit higher. This earth has nothing on you. Nothing. Not it can't do nothing to you. The Bible tells us to fear the man that could take your soul out your body. He says that man can't touch your soul. You're, do you understand? We talked about this at the beginning that you are going to go. I'm going that way. It's going to happen. God has ordained it for each and every one of us. But he says, man, don't worry about it. Because I got your soul. I got who you are in my hand. I got the whole world in my hand. I got you in my hand. I got you You're right here and no man can pluck you out of my hand. Not Cyrus, not nothing because that demon that runs Persia, I'm sitting way above him. Go back over to Daniel chapter 10 real quick. Let's look at something else. God has allowed Satan to mimic him. He tries to mimic our God. Do you hear me? God fills us with his Holy Spirit. He tries to fill us with demons. When you get saved, pray to the Father that he will give you the Holy Spirit. If a son asks his father for a fish, will he give him a stone? Bread, will he give him a serpent? How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to all them that ask? One thing about this thing in here, you know, that um, that's really sticks out is that word prince. You know that? He said when you, the, from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and chasing yourself before thy God, thy words were heard and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. One and 20 days, three weeks. But lo, Michael, one of the what? Chief princes. 
came to help me. God's hierarchy, where the cherubims play at, where the cherubims roll at, Michael being one of the chief princes, one of the chief angels for the Lord. The father said, get on down there. Prince of Persia ain't got no power over you. Gabriel is fighting. They fighting hand over hand, getting it in. And God said, get on down there and break up that nonsense. And take that, Gabriel, you go on and take that word to Daniel because Daniel is much. Daniel did not stop praying. So when you and I are praying, it's going to seem like nothing's happening. We're looking in the natural and we're like, I know Jacob showed us a behind the scenes how he said there was a ladder going up to God and there were angels going up and down the ladder. He says, surely this is Bethel. This is the house of God right here. Jesus, you know, he comes along at his time and he says, Nathaniel, you tripping over that because I saw you under a tree. He says, don't trip over that. He said, today you shall see angels ascend and descend upon the Son of Man, which is exactly happening in Daniel's life. We see it behind the scenes playing out. These demons know that these angels, when they see them dispatched from our prayer closet, they're going up and down out of our prayer closet. It's their, their job is to make us to understand what is happening. It's their job to work out the thing that we are praying about. And they are working it out in Daniel. They're working, they're showing him. And Daniel understood what they were talking about. They try to slow up the process. You ever go somewhere and people trying to slow you from getting your driver's license, trying to slow you from getting your diploma, trying to slow you from getting your money up there playing games with you at the counter. And all of a sudden somebody comes out because you keep being persistent and they think they're being funny. And all of a sudden the head person comes out and says, how can I help you? This lady ain't trying to give me my money. And he's looking at the lady and she got a little attitude and everything like that. He's like, ma'am, give me a minute. You could have a seat. Next thing you know, them two leave, and he comes back to the counter by himself, and he says, ma'am, um, I got your card right here. There's $4,500 on that card. Is that the balance that you were looking for? Yes, sir, that is. Ma'am, I apologize for that. Our screens weren't up at the time, and she couldn't see it. But here goes your money, and I apologize for that. Is there anything else we can do for you? No, sir, I appreciate that. God bless you. Have a great day. And that guy rolls off. Because sometimes people are trying to get on your last nerves. But you got to know your rights. You got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. You got to know this word. You got to pray this word back to God. If you don't know this word, they're going to give you the run around, Daniel. Daniel said, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stay right here until God bless. He learned that from reading Jacob. If you read Daniel, he says, I was reading the scriptures. And Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. So Daniel says, I'm going to stay right here. And I'm going to keep on praying because I know who you are. I'm not going to stop praying until you change this thing. I'm not going to stop crying out to you until you change this thing because I know that you can. David said, I know that he can. I won't get up off my face unless I hear somebody tell me that the baby is dead. Then I know. Then I know. Unless somebody comes and tells you something is dead, you keep on praying. You keep on pushing because they're telling you what's going on behind the scenes. It's so important for us to study this book. Got to know your rights. We don't live, we, we don't live by the rules down here. You got to know your rights. That's what we're talking about. Favor ain't 
fair because, listen, if you know it, then you can apply it. But if you don't know it, the devil will be telling you that you have no rights. Ah, uh, ma'am, you don't have any rights. How many years go by until you realize the rights that you have? God says that my people would turn from their wicked ways and pray and seek my face. I'll tell them their rights. And actually, you know, you're like, well, <laughs> I need that stuff back. And the Lord says, I ain't got a problem bringing it back to you. I'm the God over everything. I'll restore the years that that locust has eaten away. You understand that? What's going on behind the scenes? We need to understand the Bible constantly teaches you and I of what is happening. And I got, for some reason, I got to keep talking about this thing called prayer because something is happening that I don't even know and I can't explain. It was just a thought. What if we all came together? Remember the movie The Avengers? Y'all like the movie The Avengers? That was a good movie, wasn't it? They all had to come together and fight Thanos. Thanos brought his crew and they had their crew. They had to come together and fight. We're coming together as brothers and sisters. We take our crowns and we lay them at his feet. Crowns ain't doing nothing for us. Jesus has paid it all. And he is up above all principalities and powers and over the ruleness of this world. And you know what I love about it? You know how we always ask everything? He said, if you ask for it, ask it in my name. Do you know that? He talks about how he has a name that is above every name. He talks about that in, in Ephesians chapter 2. He says in verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Every name. You know, there's a lot of names, right? And you know, black folks come up with unique names. We got names they never been heard of. You know what I'm saying? We got names for everything. We just, we keep inventing names. <laughs> All right? He says, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He said, man, I gave him a name that is above every single name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Stop trying to... You know, stay out of people's faces and get into the face of God. Get into the face of God. You know that? My mother used to tell my sisters that stay out of a man's face. You don't have no business in no man's face. Stay out of people's faces. You know that? They don't need to see you. Stay out of people's faces. Stay in God's face. He's got everything for you. Everything you want, God's got it. We sing songs about it, write poems about it. We know it's the truth, but because we live according to this world, the devil keeps telling us, man, stuff is whack. I got you, boo-boo. I got you. I got you, pimpin'. You know I got you. And when you get strong in the Lord, you'll resist them just like Jesus did and said, boy, get up out of here. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing but death because you come to steal, to kill, and destroy people's lives. That's all. Every, if the devil is in your ear, 
and you find yourself doing what he says, you need to change up. You need to switch it up. You better, you better start crying out to God. You better get serious about, Daniel got serious about life. Keep on playing, you hear me? You only get one life to live. Is that, is that soap opera still on? They still running that? One life to live. Is General Hospital still on? Oh, man, look. That used to be the thing when I was growing up. They were like, what you watching? I'm watching One Life to Live. <laughs> okay, you keep on living that one life because you only have one life to live. You Stop thinking you got two. Stop thinking you invincible. People dying out here every day. Biz Markie on death row right now. One of my favorite rappers, Biz. On death row right now. We think people are going to live forever. They, they thought Michael Jackson was going to live forever. All the surgery he got, all the money he had, he ain't living forever. All the pharaohs are dead. They're digging up their coffins. You ain't living forever. Make a choice of what you're going to do. We all have to make a choice. I got to make choice. Every day we get up, we got to make a choice. Who are we going to serve? Will it be God or are we going to go back to the lust of our flesh and the lust of our mind? The lust of our eyes. Are we going to go do that? Or are we going to serve the God of all creation? That's the choice. And like they say, the choice is yours. I got my own choice I got to make. Baby, you can't, like the five uh, wise said, you can't live off my lamp. I got enough for myself. My choice is made up to walk with Jesus. I know we sinners. I know we're going to make some mistakes. I'm going to get up and brush myself off. A just man fall, what, seven times, but I'm getting back up. There is no condemnation of those in Christ Jesus. If a fish is still, look, if the fish has to get out of water to follow Jesus and he ends up back in the water, don't get mad at the fish because he's a fish. I just wanted to get my toes where to get amen. Man, get your butt up out that water. We following Jesus. Jesus is on dry land, baby. Jesus is on dry land, Mr. Fish. And you and I are on dry land. You know that? Get up out that water. Jesus wasn't swimming when he came up on the boat. He was walking on water. He was like, baby, I'm walking on water. I don't live according to the God of this world. That's what he was showing him. I'm sorry, baby. My name is above all names. I don't care. That's water to you. To me, that's a good bike trail to walk on. Ain't it pretty? He walking on the water like, look at the wind of the wave. Lord, we made some stuff, didn't we? Look at this. Come here, Mr. Wave. Come over here. <laughs> you know, he didn't, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I was just calling the wave over. I'm sorry about that. I you know what I'm saying? I'm only going to be here for a little bit. It's one experience, you know. What's that little place they go down to where they got the little fish swimming in the aquarium? <laughs> SeaWorld. Yeah, I just wanted to experience SeaWorld while I was here. The little fish in here and stuff like that. I got to say hi to them, too. Can't hang out with y'all all the time. I made fish, too. I made animals and everything. I just wanted to come out here and see my career. Just walking on water like it ain't nothing. They were like, what kind of, what is this that a man is walking on water? Walking on water. Walk, we do not live according to this world. He's made us to be something totally different. Habakkuk, four and two. Maybe it's two and four, I'm getting older. The just live their life by faith. All of us that have been justified, we live our life by faith. I'll say it till I die. We, we, we now live our life by faith. We don't live it according to how much money we have in our back pocket. We don't live it according to what the doctor says. Thank you, doc, for letting me know, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I live my life by faith. And when it's time for me to go, man, Lord, man, blow the horns because I'm coming in. I know I'm coming in. 
It's not a doubt in my mind that I'm going in. It's not a doubt. I don't, I'm not worried about that. That's the least of my worries. I got to worry about the ones that I'm leaving behind that have no hope. Because I got hope. I got joy. I don't know who else has joy. I don't know who else has hope. Hope is the substance. That's the substance. Faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. That's it. Do what you want to do with it. You find yourself having conversations with the Prince of Persia, disguised as some man or woman, it ain't going to fare well for you. You hear me? You keep on following them rappers. Keep on sagging, keep on cussing, keep on throwing those hands, and you know in your heart what you're doing is wrong, but you can't stop yourself. That means that you have been captured. Find yourself on the other side of God. You've been captured. That's it. The rest of us are like, man, I can't, I can't even go over there with you, Pimpin, because that's not what I do. Birds of a feather flock together. You'll know them by their fruit. If that's who, that's, I'm not them, but that's what you're doing. You're doing just like them. <laughs> well, who is you then? I'm sorry, the Bible tells me who you are. <laughs> that's what the Bible said. It's real. <laughs> when you show up to church and God is telling you something, that's when you're like, man, Lord, come on now, get off my back. I'm only a little kid. Little kids is dying too. <laughs> little kids, you know the sad thing about it is, man? Boys and girls, they're snatching. You don't see the pedophiles out here? You don't see the men that can't stop touching little boys, that can't stop touching little girls? You, you don't see what's going on? You don't see them taking the little boys and making them look like girls and taking the little girls and making them look like boys, messing their head up? You don't see what's going on out here? Y'all don't see that? You think it's cool when you put on their little video and they up there got their little stuff going and you're like, is that a boy or a girl? You don't see what's going on? You don't know who you are? That's crazy. When you look in the mirror, you say, hey, I'm a girl. But two years later, you're like, I don't know who I am. That ain't God. That ain't God. You don't know who you are? My name is Mark, not Marisha. I got a daughter named Marisha, but we heard both of the mirror. I don't know who I am. You look at me like, Pastor Mark, are you crazy? What are you talking about? Bruce Jenner. We look at that Bruce Jenner down here. The whole time, I feel bad because it was a woman running the decathlon. <laughs> Ephesians talks to you about it. <coughs> Romans talks to you about it. It said the reason why the flood came is because men started becoming women and women started becoming men. And God said in Leviticus chapter 18, that is an abomination. That is not right. And they just kept on doing it. And then there was people out there, get this, that agreed with them. It was Igonomon, go on, go on with it. Look at it, look at it. That's the, so, that's the little group that be right. Go on with it. It's in the book. It's right in here. But I know you don't read it. You could tell me all that happened on the BET Awards. You could tell me all what happened. I know you could break the BET Awards down to me. You could break all down all the foolishness to me. But I start asking you questions about here. You start looking at me like, what? I'm like, okay, well, cool. Well, then you know what? Ask me some questions about this. 
ask me some questions about this, and then ask me some questions about the BET Awards, and I'll be like, BET, what, what, what? But over here, I'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Because you know what? <laughs> you are what you eat, baby. You are what you eat. Keep on knowing all that stuff about what the devil's doing. Keep on knowing about what he's doing. Keep on watching his little demons prance these boys around and these men around looking like your mama. And then you got the, your daddy looking like your mama and your mama looking like your dad. Keep on following them. Keep on following them on TikTok, Facebook, and any other thing else you can put on your. Keep on following them because you're just like them. He just ain't get you to the point where you jump off the cliff yet. He ain't get you to the point, but he's going to. Oh, yes, he will. Keep on. He's evangelizing you the same way we evangelizing people about Jesus. We're trying to reach people about Jesus, and the devil's up on your phone trying to reach you about him. Ooh, look at the way I made this boy look. He looked just like you. He got hair like you, eyes like you, his body like you. That was the problem in the days of Noah. And that's why Jesus said, it's just going to be like the days of Noah. But you don't read your Bible, so you don't know what's going on. But keep on, and you can't stop following them. The, the, the sick thing about it is, you can't stop looking at it. When you get out of church and whatnot, you got to go look at it. He's going to be like, hey, how was church? Oh, church was good. We learned all about you. Mm, you did. Well, did they show you this? You know they be in church tripping. Look at this. Look what I got for you. And next thing you know, you're gone three or four hours. You're spending more time with him than you are with God. And it can't stop. Can't stop. Because the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, he put his music on. What did y'all sing in church today? We, we know we have some good worship music. Check out my worship music. Boom, 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 boom. Bum, 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 bum. Next thing you know, he start adding the women dancing. They, now they twerking. And now you looking like, look. Now you trying to look in the mirror, trying to do what they doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm telling you right now. And listen, don't come for my lamp. If it happens, you be out here like, pass it more. I'm like, what's up, baby? We're on the road. We're heading out. <laughs> hey, I need some of your oil. Ooh, no, 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 bro. No, no, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, baby. I ain't staying. <laughs> I got a one-way ticket. I'm up out of here. I, I re Look, everybody bets on something. The whole world is betting on something, and I'm betting on him. But all my craziness, I'm betting on him. I put all my money on him, on Jesus. All, my, all that on Jesus. Everybody like, you crazy. Jesus ain't even real. All right? Well, I'm betting on it. That's what I'm betting on. What you betting on? Oh, I'm on that Powerball. You know? Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on doing what you're doing. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to come to an end, and it's coming to an end real quick. People keep saying, they keep talking about Jesus coming back. The only thing I see is Jesus. I don't see no Jesus. Jesus coming to mow the lawn. <laughs> That's all he's coming to do. I don't see nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Get some tacos from Jesus. That's what we going to get. That's the only thing coming. But when this, I'm telling you right now, when the sky cracks, man, don't, don't say nothing to me. Don't even come by. Don't be trying to get to 1402. 1402 ain't going to exist. Because I'm not. You're going to show me. Say, he used to live here. I'm like, oh, me and Repo. <laughs> I got my dog, Lord, like, don't bring your dog. I'm sorry, Lord, I can't let it go. <laughs> Me and Repo in the air, just going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all y'all going to see. I'm like, he took his dog to glory. I took my dog to glory with me. They got these little dogs rolling around here in their little cars while they sitting. Why can't I take my dog to glory? 
Don't get mad at me for taking my dog with me. The Bible said ears haven't heard and eyes haven't seen a dog in glory. I think that's what it is, but it's going to be one up in there when I get there. Me and my little dog, Corinthia. Me, me and Repo. There ain't nothing wrong with it. Y'all get mad if you want to. Ain't nothing. Look, you're going to take the, what's, what's the little, what's Repo's little dog over at y'all house name? What, what is it? Leah going to. Leo going to, y'all. That's, that's how we're going to do it. Amen. We're doing it big. That's all I got, y'all. Let's get up out of here.